This afternoon, I've got Gary Schnitzky. He is an ag economist with the University of Illinois. He's actually focuses a lot on farm management, which is what we're going to talk a lot about today. Thank you so much, Gary, for joining me. I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. So I want to kick it off. How have things been going over in your neck of the woods with harvest and champagne? So in Champaign, uh, we're getting pretty close to the end of the end of harvest. Uh, harvest has gone relatively uneventfully. Uh, corn and soybeans are out, and yields are um, not as good as last year, but better than a lot of people expected given the dry weather that we were having in uh, July and June and July. So uh, most people seem reasonably happy with where harvest is going and the yields that are happening. Yeah, that's something that we've noticed here. A lot of people were pleasantly surprised with the yields that they were taking out of the fields, especially with the growing season we had and some of the challenges we saw. So we talked now, though, a little bit. We brought out that the crops are out of the fields, coming out of the fields. A lot of farmers are done or getting close to being done. So let's talk about those markets around these crops and what have been impacting them. Yeah, so right now we're looking at uh, corn prices in the 450 range, uh, cash prices here at harvest. We might see that uh, go up a little bit, but that's considerably down from um, from previous years, um, five and six dollars and earlier this year even. So we're seeing those come down to more historic levels. Uh, the uh, so the sort of the things that caused Prices to go up have dissipated some. Um, we, we're having a reasonable crop here, so reasonably sized crop, and everybody's getting used to uh, used to uh, the Ukraine-Russian war going on. So we've we, we've come to terms with that. And Brazil and Argentina and southern hemisphere looks like they're going to be having a good or better growing season than they did before. There doesn't appear to be a El Nino effect of causing droughts in southern Brazil and Argentina. So right now you would say that that we're going to have normal supply and and nothing disruptive in the market. So we're heading back to normal and that's sort of 450, 460 corn and, you know, high 12, 1260 to 1280 soybeans. So these disruptions that you talk about, I was reading that the last couple of years farmers saw some high prices that you don't typically see. So now that we're settling in with some of these disruptions that might be still going on, such as when you said the war in Ukraine, we're going to see these prices be a little lower maybe then, or we could possibly see prices be lower this year because of that? Yeah, we could possibly be looking at lower prices again, the ukraine Russia. War continues, but um, the world's gotten kind of used to it. So uh, other areas have filled in the uh, supply that Ukraine used to have, and we're moving some of the grain out of there. So we're getting getting used to that. Obviously, the uh, um, Gaza-Palestinian-Israeli situation adds uncertainty. That's likely to impact our fuel cost in the future. We'll just have to wait and see. But you don't really think that that's going to have much impact on um, 
corn and soybean prices because it's not in a production area. But we'll have to wait and see. So there's still quite a bit of uncertainty out there, but commodity prices seem to be, the supply and demand situation seems to be leaning towards uh, plenty of supply. So what do you think might be this year's biggest challenge for markets and farmers trying to figure out when to market? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah this this year, I, I actually, the biggest challenge is getting back used to lower prices again. I'm, I mean, what we marketed grain for even before August are prices that no longer exist, so Pulling that trigger at 450, 460, and 470 for corn is probably going to be harder to do after getting used to higher prices. So we're 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 looking at a lower price level right now, and again, things could change that, but there isn't a lot of reason to expect those to go much higher right now either. So do you have any advice for anybody watching the market right now? Yeah, just uh, we're going to have to begin pulling those, uh, making those sales. And again, um, that is uh, just something we're going to have to get used to. Another thing to keep in mind is that uh, while prices have come down, not all of our costs have. We've seen fertilizer prices come down, but... Uh, other costs remain high, so our break-even uh, price levels for both corn and soybeans are higher than they were in previous years. So let's talk a little bit about those costs. And uh, a lot of people now, as the crops are coming out of the field, are starting to think about what's going in the fields for next year. So what are some challenges? Like, where does the fertilizer market seem to be for planning for the 2024 planting season? Yeah, so as we're looking at uh, fertilizer, we've seen them come down considerably from er even earlier this year. Just to give you a feel, we were looking at anhydrous ammonia prices over a thousand dollars earlier in 2023, and they hit highs of you know fourteen hundred dollars in 2022. So we're down from those levels, and we were at a low of probably about five fifty and. Six hundred dollars here in August, but now they're beginning to increase again. So we're we've seen those commodity those fertilizer prices for uh, anhydrous ammonia, uh, DAP and and potash for that matter increasing now, but they're still at lower levels than they were in the last two years. But they've come down, but they're still at high levels. So we're seeing those prices come down. Is now the best time to start looking at those um, or pulling the trigger on these purchases? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't see any reason to believe that uh, those prices are going to be coming down anymore, but you never know. Again, if we're looking at DAP and potash, most people, many farmers put that on, the, on in the fall, so we're going to do that anyway. Um, I'm, Nitrogen prices will be dependent on the weather and whether we have a cold cold uh, heating season or the heat, we'll use a lot of heat this, this or and natural gas this uh, winter. 
And those are also tied pretty close or will be impacted by what's going on in the Middle East and whether that causes increases in fuel and fertilizer prices. But right now, you know, if you're looking at those, it might be a reasonable time to pull the trigger on a lot of those fertilizer purchases. Now, I also want to bring up, we talk a lot about grain right now, but what about on the animal side of agriculture? Is there anything that we can look out for that might impact that side of operations? Yeah, we're so right now we still have a strong, strong economy, and we would expect that actually to continue through through this coming year. But um, if if we have anything that uh, that would cause our general economic uh, situation to decline or head into recession, we would likely see a, uh, that impact on livestock prices. But again, you don't really see that necessarily happening um but that's one thing to to be con- be concerned concerned about well gary is there anything else that we should know today or you want to so add right, today one thing i would note is that some farmers will be getting some crop insurance payments so they might want to take that or make look into that talk to their crop insurance agents and make sure that that enters into their tax planning if they're getting some crop insurance payments so one last thing to consider before going into tax planning for this year well gary thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today you're welcome Again, that is Gary Schnitzky. He is an ag economist for the University of Illinois on AM 1330 and FM 95.7 WREM.